Hello, everybody. My name's Corwin. And my name's James. And thank you for listening to This Movie's Gay. Bye-bye now. Don't say bye-bye. It's not oh, the yes. end. Uh-oh. Hey, can I read a, an intro that Nicole wanted us to read? Uh, do we? Okay, fine. Ten-year plan? More like ten-year stan, because I stan this movie. Oh Nicole my god! I had that. things to say before we even got to the movie. Oh, How what? dare you? Please, Ar- aromatic us. Fill us with your aroma. Do you even know what or aromatics aura. are? Uh, Jeez. No, like in aromatic, it, it's it means it's what? Uh, it's smelling what? good. What? Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's aromatic. Okay. Ooh. I didn't believe him. Smell this. It's good. It's I think it's also a like a 80s infomercial thing, the aromatic. I'm pretty sure Weird Al talks about it on that Ron Poe Peel song. I have no that idea I think what was that on is. In 3D? Hey guys, if I got that wrong, uh fuck off. But speaking of songs, whoa. I've actually been listening. So last week we talked about Lil Nas X coming out and all of that. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is, James. And it's funny because I've been listening to him on Spotify for weeks now. What song? Like his album Seven? No idea. Oh. No idea. Oh, Corwin. I don't know any. I just know that he came on and I was like, wait a minute. Is that the guy that Jim? It's, it is. What? Old Town Road, Panini, I think Old Town Road. Closure with 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 the Seven. Yeah. I think it was Old Town Road that came on, the one that I've been listening to for a little bit now. It's Longer good. than last week. Don't know when he started coming on the Spotify that I always listen to, but he started coming on it, and I've been listening to him. I also, if you described him as the guy on Twitter, all of his tweets, if you had named any of his tweets, I probably would have known who you were talking well, about I at that point, on, too. I don't look on Twitter. he's funny. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's good. Amazing. Guys, check out Lil Nas X. This Pride Month of last, the last month of, was Pride Month. Uh, there were a lot of great things that happened. I just want to point that out. I also didn't really say what Pride meant for me. And uh, I'm just going to keep it brief and say that for me, it's a celebration uh, and a protest. Like we have been discussing throughout the entire month. It's something that is both super important for the community at large and super important for a person individually. And Pride is what you make of it. Okay, so Corwin, that's beautiful. However, you are being very <laughs> distracting with I know, messing I'm with your hair. Up my hair. I got my hair cut today <laughs> for the show. Those of you who have been listening know that I am in a show that opens this week. I actually have Q to Q tonight to go to and all these wonderful things to do this week. And we open. So by the time this comes out, I will have done our first four performances. Dang. So the first weekend is over, y'all. Yeah. Come check us out for the remaining weekends. You still have time to get tickets. Corwin, you know, and other people who listen to my other podcasts or my music, whatever, know that I, I have trichotillomania and I'm constantly pulling out my hair. Yes. I now know what other people feel like when they watch me pull out my hair. Yes. Of you just, but you're messing with it of, I'm guessing... Hey, it feels nice. It I've... feels so good. Yeah. Actually, my hair has just always been this thing that has been a thing in my life that I enjoy and love. I was actually nominated for best hair in high school. Nice. I didn't win it, but I was Ooh. nominated for it. And I just have one of those hair colors that a lot of people strive for, but is harder to get, I guess. I don't know. Literally, the barber stopped what she was doing and looked down at me and was like, this is this is your natural hair color, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I love it. We should like, make... Oh, yes, amazing. Corwin, we should start selling your hair to doll companies. No. It would be... Yes, That's why weird. not? That's not weird. That's being oh entrepreneurial. God. I would have to grow out my hair so much, though, and it's so hot. It's Do it so during spicy. the winter. Oh, but, just it's hot uh, all the time. Yeah. Well, no, it's also probably because you have that big beard. I do have a big old beard, and that is going to be gone probably on August 5th. Nice. That's when I finish the run of the show I'm in. Yeah, if you want to see a beard and a sweet-ass haircut, come see me in Macbeth, y'all. Corwin, what do you think in my yearbook, what was I voted most? Oh, God. There were two things. <laughs> that I, I won, what what do they call it? The mock elections? 
I think that's what they call these. That's not what they were called for ours. They were called senior superlatives. Oh, yeah. Those, yes. I think it's called both. Whatever. I, I might know. also be wrong about mock elections. I was, also, I was also nominated for most involved, but it was just because I was in the broadcasting class. So I was always like on the fucking morning announcements going, hey, y'all, what's up? Here's your morning announcements. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, just. Think of one, and then if you don't get it, I'll tell you both. Most likely to have an anxiety attack in the middle oh, of Walmart. No, that's that's way too long. And <laughs> I don't know what senior superlatives are. They were jokes to me. I was nominated for two, and I was like, what the fuck? I was voted most uniquely dressed <laughs> because I... I would wear shorts all year round. One of them looked like a beach towel. It had that kind of oh, pattern or God. like a beach umbrella. It was just white and bright blue stripes. Wait, y'all had most uniquely dressed? Yes. Not best dressed, but well, no, most we also uniquely had best dressed. We had both. Oh, geez. And then I also had these orange corduroys. Also, both of these shorts were like size 42, whereas I skirt around a 32 and a 34. To the point where I'm pretty sure my stepmom just threw them away, and I don't know where that... Just one day, they were gone. For good reason. No, they were good shorts, man. And then, which, now looking back, I, I don't think I should have gotten this, but I was voted most opinionated, but I was campaigning, just like walking up to people and like shouting my opinion and then leaving the group of people that it was around. So they were like, oh, it's that... That weird guy. Yeah. I know I did tell someone to vote for me for best hair, and he slapped me on the ass, and I was very happy for the rest of the day. It was D great. But did you win? No, I didn't. Boo. I lost to some, like, preppy dude that literally had one of those, like, you know those, like, faux typical... Hawk? Yeah, fo not even a faux... It wasn't even real faux hawk. It was, like, that typical jock high school haircut that you see. Like, I'm pretty sure half the movies that we've seen that have had any sort of high schooler in it and there's a bully or something like that, that was his haircut. Okay. Like, literally the lamest haircut ever. And it was, there were three of us nominated. It was him and then this other guy named Scott who had this super long, beautiful, wavy hair. It was literally like he had, he had beautiful hair. It, super wavy he had curly whatever he had a mane and then it was mine which i did ruin my hair at one point in high school i think my junior year where i did dye it i asked my aunt who owns a salon to dye it blonde and she did but it was not my favorite look that i've had and it was just super blonde and and weird if you trimmed up the beard right now this would be my favorite look you've had I mean, thank you. This let's, let's cut that beard. I got some my clippers. first time going to a. I can't cut the beard. I'm in a show, James. In the theater. I'm in a show, and and the costume designers want it to be fluffy. Yeah, but Corwin and big. We just full circled around. What's this movie we did? This movie is called The Ten Year Plan, and it's from 2014. It is one of those movies that I turn on when I'm bored. Because it's And it's I just a good put it movie. on in the background. It's it makes me laugh occasionally. That's what I've got to say about it. It's it's one of those simple rom com like it's it's just a rom com. That's what it is. Yeah. If you want a normal rom com and then just make it gay, you've got this movie. Beautiful. Love it. They also reference another movie in this movie that we e watched Cupid. on this podcast. They actually pull out the DVD version of E-Cupid in the movie. But Corwin, I do want to call you out on something. You said a what? normal rom-com and make it gay. Yes. Implying that, that heterosexual. Gay is not normal. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I'm on Corwin. You got me. You I'm got kidding, me. guys. We actually edited this. I said that, and then Corwin said, no, no, I think this will be a learning moment if I do no, it, and uh, then no, you actually, call it out, James. No, I, I can still slip up and say things that are heteronormative. No, I, but I know what you mean. I know what you... A standard rom-com. Standard rom-com. In, in plot. And in then plot. Uh, that's what you got. And then gay people... And we're saying standard as in a heteronormative rom-com that oh, has I was straight saying, people. I was just saying... Uh, uh, the plot of a rom-com uh, where what, it's like... A formulaic. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, we both know what we're saying. And then I was further expounding saying. upon it. Yes, that's exactly what this movie is. So it starts out, 10-year plan. What the premise is, it's 
a two buds, two best friends who are opposites as far as like the romantic types go, where you've got this one guy who's the playboy that goes and sleeps with everyone, blah, blah, blah. And then you've got the other guy who's super romantic and super all of this, but he tends to be a little clingy and whatever. And not even and clingy. He's like, just disgustingly awkward and it's just everything he does we can get pushes into people it. away but anyway he's like oh i'm never gonna get married and then the the playboy guy is like hey well i mean we can how about we make a pact in 10 years if you're not married we'll get married and i know you're going to be a fancy lawyer so you're going to school and shit so you can write it down and make it legally binding on an and napkin. then the guy's like yeah okay whatever 10 years huh so i've got 10 years to to find the man, to find a man. Yes, this is and legally then he binding. Writes it out on a napkin, and then we don't see anything about it again. And then it flashes forward to nine years, ten months, and twenty-nine days later. Corwin, you're saying we don't see anything about it until, until hey, we get then. a flash forward. Yeah, but no, okay. There's no flashing that's, back. That, yes, but that's a five-minute interval between them writing that up and then it flashing well, forward even maybe even they less they don't even they don't even bring up the 10 year thing until like halfway through the movie and he's like hey Maya's coming up on the 10 years <laughs> no What's it was up? Maybe a fourth through the movie. Remember, because it, it comes out very early. It doesn't come out very early. It doesn't come out until like after Miles like goes on his dates and all that stuff and then uh, what's yeah, that's his face? early. What's his face? His partner is all like, hey, you getting nervous about that 10 year plan? And then they just kind of drop it again until the end. And he's like, actually, you can't leave for New York because you're legally bound to get married to me tomorrow on your birthday. No, but remember what was his name? Not Bryce Brogan. No, the cop. He the was guy saying, whose name I never remember yes. who I wrote down. Brody. Brody. And he tries to set Miles up with people because of that. He doesn't want that to go into play. He was just setting him up because Miles was lonely. No, no, no. He he said, oh, I, after the cop brings it up, his partner... It wasn't... He, he didn't bring it bring, up until after, I didn't think. No, no. He, well, whatever he, kept, happens. he anyway, kept bringing it up. What happens is nine years, 10 months, 29 days later, it flashes forward, and then Brody and Miles have a series of whatevers and dates and things like that they go on double dates none of it works out for miles and then he meets this guy on grinder and he starts to hook up with him and he starts to sort of you know date him for two weeks and that's miles's cut off is two weeks and the guys always run away according to miles and brody and it's you know because miles is very very forward which eh, some people like it whatever but it's very weird and it's set up as very weird but anyway miles is like in love with him. And then he finds out that Brody slept or didn't even sleep with the guy, but went to hook up with him because the guy was a liar and cheating. And well, not even cheating because he didn't even think that he was Miles's boyfriend. Then Miles gets in a fight with Brody and then is like, oh, I've got to break this cycle. I'm going to move to New York because I can't break the cycle in L.A. while Brody is still here. And even though Brody and I have been friends, best friends for 15 years, I'm going to throw it all away and not even say bye to him. And then he goes to run off to New York and then Brody's like, oh, actually, I'm in love with Miles and I want to marry him. And then they catch each other while Brody catches him and then they supposedly get married. You just see that they have sex. Guys, That's this it. this is why you have to set terms and titles on your relationship. If you're two buds, hey, guess what? You're two buds. If you're smooch pails, <laughs> tell each other you're smooch pails. They but did if you're, set terms. But if you're going steady, let them know. Give them your letterman jacket. Give oh them your class God. ring. These are things you have to do. If, if John Hughes taught me anything, it's go steady. I mean, the problem was that Miles was doing that thing that he was just meeting someone for the first time and not knowing anything about them and just falling in love and writing out an entire future with them in his head. But actually... Down we, to planning the white picket fence and a specific dog. But we find Boston out that Terrier. he actually knows so much about these people because he, he was knows creeping a lot into... Because he's creeping, but they don't know anything about him. Yes. So it's like... 
It's like if someone just came up to you and like gave you all of your favorite things and was like, we're going to get married. You'd be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, uh uh-uh, I'm already betrothed to Nicole. You'd be like, what the fuck? But the thing with Hunter is that's the time he didn't do that. All he knew was what was on the grinder profile. Yeah. And it kind of worked out. It did work out. Miles is great in that he is very emotionally there, but he he's very awkward. He has no it's like I guess it's a it's an issue. That's one of those things you sort of figure out in high school, I feel like, with dating people is figuring out sort of boundaries and consent and learning about each other and dating and things like that. You figured all that out by going and dating in high school, but Miles didn't obviously figure that out. And probably because, you know, it's hard for gay people to date in high school. We don't really have that. I'm boundaryless, you know. If you want to smack my bottom with a pear or something, go for it. Well, you have to consent to that first. I, I, I consent to whatever. Give your consent. Be vocal with your partner. What do you think about a consent form like they did in Kimmy Schmidt? Would love it. Or like Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never seen that movie. You gotta or watch read that it. book. If- I will not. No, no, no. Watch it with a group of friends. When Nicole and I saw it, we saw opening weekend, knowing it was going to be just terrible. And we had to stifle our just blurt laughing because we started realizing other people in the movie theater were there to actually enjoy it. Well, we were there just for the pure awe of this spectacle that went so wrong. Even movies that I go set out to like sit there and enjoy, I still laugh hysterically at them. But that's yeah. just me. Watch that's, watch the that's first one. Just who I am. That's why you hear me laughing on the podcast so much. It's also Nicole pointed it out. It's pretty much shot for shot the first Twilight. For real, it's <laughs> every single beat I is mean, Twilight. It's it's a it's yeah. a Twilight fan fiction. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie is. How did they get away with that? It's insane. Because actually there's a whole thing about that, that 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 book specifically kind of changed the fandom community um, online. That's why things like AO3 exist and stuff like that. I just read this really long post, whatever about it, that fandoms used to be a lot more strict. You had people like Anne Rice that were like suing people for pursuing works of fandom and pursuing like writing their own fan fiction, things like that. You know, a lot of other authors were like, no, I don't want you to talk about my characters or make my characters gay and like things like this. Except after Fifty Shades came out, it sort of changed because Stephanie Meyer didn't say, oh, I'm going to pursue legal action against you and sort of let it become its thing. And then a lot of people were less scared of writing fan fiction and stuff like that. As far as I'm aware, that's what happened. Corwin, I might be completely wrong. I just kind of read things and then remember them. Did you used to write or currently write fan fiction? No, I okay. write my own fiction. All right. Because I was going to say, I think everyone who has a podcast on Marshland Media, I think has written fan fiction. I have not written fan fiction. I Well, I did used to be a member of a role play board, but like... Not it was for like video games. Yeah, not not like those things. Uh, Corwin, um, you're remember Baldur's Gate. Everyone knows Baldur's when you say role Gate. play. Yeah, you're talking I'm talking about, about Baldur's Gate. I was a nerd, so yeah, I I wrote things for that, but I never wrote fan fiction off off of books and things like that. And I don't know. Now I'm trying to write my own stuff, and I actually have regular meetings with people to write so we'll see how that goes if i release anything in the future for y'all i wrote a scooby-doo fan fiction once oh my god i hope you got sued no i don't remember if i even have it anymore but i think for hit it and credit we might do i'm going to dm a hannah oops uh i'm going to <laughs> dm a hannah barbera campaign oh my god james just threw a pen and looks so awkward <laughs> I fell on the ground, guys, but (laughs) let me go to one of the biggest critiques of this movie. The way they act around eating is disgusting. Oh, my God. James just kept scoffing about them eating. You never 
eat with your shirt off. If you are e- all even, the time, even if you're at the beach, just all put a, just put like a mesh shirt on real quick. Nope. It's just disgusting, guys. Don't do it. It's and, so much easier just to wash it ugh. off. Wash Corwin, it off your you chest. better you better be joking. Nope. Oh, Corwin, live free, y'all. Your shirts suck. You're a disgusting boy now. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but I'm amazing. It looked like so. There's a scene where they're talking on Facetime, and Brody is eating something. And it looks like he's just spooning it out of his belly button from the angle at which he's sitting and the fork is coming from. It's disgusting, guys. And they're having this double date and the two people that they're double dating with end up clearly being involved with each other because they have more in common. And a lot like we saw during Fourth Man Out. Is it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Where the girl and her gay friend just kept talking and ignoring the friends. So they were like, whatever. So they jet-setted, baby. But at the end, one of the guys takes an eyelash. They're at the dinner table at a fancy restaurant. And then says, pretty much says, hey, blow the eyelash in the direction of the table. He doesn't even say that. He just takes it off and then it cuts to the next scene. No, no, no. But it's insinuated. It's insinuated that. You're making it up yourself. No, it's inferred, insinuated, whatever you want to call it. It, making no, no, no. it up. He takes it off and puts it in front of the guy's facial mouth I area. saw him take it off and he's like, oh, there's an eyelash. And then next scene. Uh, you know he was about to blow that and it's disgusting, guys. Don't put hair... I- also, it wasn't even a fancy restaurant. It was like a bar restaurant. If I could step out of my hair while I eat, I would. James has a very strenuous relationship with his hair and food and eating. I don't want Frank anywhere near me. When we have the fan on, Frank will be downwind because I don't want his hair just floating off from him into my food. It's disgusting, guys. Ugh. James, today I brought brownie bites and James kept asking me if he could have another one. But get this, y'all. He was eating it with his hands. Yeah, because... No napkin, no fork. Eating it with his hands. No, here's why I didn't have a fork. You better believe I wanted a fork, but (laughs) I would have had to keep getting different forks because it was in, there were like mini bites, guys, like uh, tiny brownies that were in a container. I would have felt weird since it is Corwin's container of brownies if I put a fork in, ate off from the fork, then put the fork back in. That's like double dipping. Not if you don't touch anything else, James. Come on. I, I still would have thought you would think it was weird. I mean, I guess now half that the I know things you, that you do, I think are weird, but that's okay. But now that I know that you eat without a shirt on, ugh. Also, like, how do you not eat with all that the time? Beard? But like, if I don't have a shirt on, I'm not gonna put on a shirt so that I eat. The most you should be putting into your mouth without a shirt on. No, I'm not going to get disgusting right now. Is water. Or something straight from the carton. If I'm in my room, I don't like having my shirt on, James. I don't like having clothes on. You eat in your room? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, get that out of here, guys. Crumbs in your bed equal ants and ants in your bed. I have a desk. It doesn't mean I'm eating on my bed. Okay, desk is fine. Nicole has so many desks. Luckily, there are none in our room. <laughs> our uh, most of our space in our apartment is taken up by desks. It seems like that's most of the space in my room. Actually, it's not. I have a. I have plenty of space in. Do my you have room. a loft? I don't have a you loft. Should. I would love a loft. Actually, that would be fun. My dad, for some reason, used to always tell me how in college he made a loft so he would have more room and just. Looking back, maybe he was waiting for me to say, hey, dad, do you want to, like, help me build a loft in my room? Yes. Yes, he was. I'm going to message him. He wanted some father-son bonding time. (laughs) Hey. And you failed him, James. You failed him. We watched this weird show called Brimstone together. Did you ever watch Brimstone? It was on Fox? No. It was a cool concept. It was uh, kind of like a, a hundred deeds for Eddie Mac. I think that was the name of it, but not really like that at all. A The Devil. Uh, it was a Nickelodeon show. Hundred deeds show. for Eddie. What? It, it was a kid dies in the first episode, and then I guess God or an angel. Is this Brimstone? No, no, no. This is Eddie Mac. No, no, no. Don't talk about that. Talk okay. about Brimstone. Brimstone is a guy is a police officer. This is first episode stuff. His wife is sexually assaulted, 
and then he he's a police officer, but he finds the guy and just kills him. Beautiful. However, on his way back, he, I think, is in a car accident and dies. So because of that, he is sent to hell. Flash forward, maybe like seven years later, he's been in hell, but flash forward, he's on Earth and he's talking to what we can clearly tell is Satan. A bunch of demons from hell escaped hell and are now roaming about. And he's like, oh, well, I have this. I guess he wouldn't be lawful good, but neutral good, I guess, because he's he'll kill someone if it's not within the laws. Chaotic good. Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be chaotic good. That's me. What he does now is he, every single episode, he is having to take down one of these demons that's roaming the earth and the devil will allow him to, I think, either continue living or go to heaven if he wrangles all these people. It was a great show. So let's make that show, but make it gay. All right. Yes. I guess I also have notes about this. So Miles comes on super strong right away, which is... That's a lot to do on first dates, y'all. That's just a lot. Don't give a flower knowing it's their favorite flower unless you have been friends with them for minimum six months. I mean, I love getting... I actually did have a guy bring me flowers on like, I think it was our second date and I love that. I'm like, yes. But if it were first date... I would also love getting flowers on a first date. I mean, if they brought me my favorite flower, I'd be like favorite flower i'd be like oh awesome but like don't tell me that you stalked my facebook to find my favorite flower i mean i might have an uh, an idea that you did that but i don't want you to tell me you did that you want to know just don't do that you want to know my favorite type of flower what's your favorite flower facing down <laughs> it wasn't a funny joke the first time ooh, ooh, ooh. james Baby, stole that joke directly money, from the movie i said hey Corwin from the movie. I just cool. had kaboom notes open <laughs> and it said everybody get crocked. <laughs> oh. The cop friend Brody does a male stripper routine sort of thing uh, towards Miles and you could tell Miles is instantly like turned on and he's like, "Oh fuck." That's oh great. yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful scene. Oh, so we get about maybe 20 minutes into this movie and I look at Nicole and I say, Nicole, I think that's Victor from Power Rangers Ninja Steel. And Nicole's like, no, it's not. I'm like, that has to be scrolling through IMDb. And guess what, guys? If you like Power Rangers Ninja Steel and you want to see Victor without a shirt on and just ripped abs. Ooh, baby. He's handsome as hell. Handsome Handsome. as fucking Ninja Steel. But hey, guys, he, he doesn't have a shirt on. No shirt. He, he looks super young in this compared to he's playing a high schooler in Ninja Steel and he looks younger in this movie. He's handsome, guys. He's very ripped. handsome. Very Check ripped. out his his Instagram. I'm going to check that out after this. The go-go. God, I don't even know what I the go-go bar was unrealistic in that they could actually hear each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All movies oh. where you can't except uh what was that? Two movies ago, your You Should Meet My Son. You Should Meet My Son. Yes, they did. They're that, like, uh, at least they were screaming. <laughs> they're screaming. They're carrying around flashlights. Yes. Like, I don't know how anyone meets anybody in these places. No one smiles. That makes sense. That's real. It's so, very real. Corwin, to go back to the uniform thing, they were saying, oh, I like a man in a uniform. Yes. What? is your sexiest and least sexiest type of uniform that you would want to see someone in? I mean, I I would not want someone to have a cop uniform on and strip for me. I wouldn't. I just, I wouldn't. It just... So that's the least sexy? Yeah, just just because of the the politics and, and everything. I just, I would not be into it. And it's cliche. Um, most sexy. I don't know, firefighter, pretty... Firefighter's pretty great. Nice. Love Love a firefighter. You like those heavy jackets they wear? I love to be warm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not always warm. It's the fire that's warm. I'm hot. Okay. But mine, like a circa 2009 to like 2012 Burger King uniform... That's because I worked there and it's that's like (laughs) if Nicole still had her Burger King uniform, whoo yeah. And that's not a joke. Uh that's 
for real. And then like a post-op nurse, like a nurse who just got done operating, there's blood everywhere. That's the least sexy uniform. They need to shower. Yeah, guys. Don't think a bloody outfit's sexy, guys. Some people like Halloween. Uh-oh, scary month. It's coming up soon. We're going to have some gay, scary movies, hopefully. We'll see. You'll be hearing things like this. Ah! Or maybe a thing like... Ah! Actually, scary movies don't really scare me, so we'll see if I scream. Corwin, what do you think this is? Click, clacky, clicky, clacky. That's I a skeleton. It's being weird. No, it's a skeleton going around. What about this? <laughs> That's a witch. That sounded like Manfred. Oh, man, guys. We, we're watching that again in <laughs> no, October. No, we're not. Guaranteed. We are not fucking watching that again. God damn it. When did we start this? Po- when was our first episode released? I don't remember. It had to have been January. I think it was January. No. No, because... It was in November. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, that's insane that we October released... October or November. Yeah. Mostly speaking, Sentai was October, so then this had to have been late November then. I No, I thought it was late yeah. October, early November, because we started off with Hellbent. We started off doing scary movies specifically for October. And then we uh, had Christmas movies. Yeah, guys. I guess our year's coming up quicker than I thought it was. Uh-oh. Year's coming up. My other note, Miles does say gay people who are friends don't always just sleep with each other. That's factual. Facts, guys. Stop assuming all gay people sleep together or are promiscuous. They're not. Cor, when you told me to write this down that all dudes could be brothers. No, you said they look like brothers. Yes. And I said, write that down. And I said, write that down because that is a trend in like gay couples that you see sometimes is that they look alike and you're like, what? Just wanted to point out that's a thing. Okay. So I understand you seeing people and thinking they look the same in that sense. It's always, I had so much trouble. It's insane. He couldn't tell any of these characters apart. I couldn't except Victor. I knew who he was and Hunter because that dude looked like he had a bad wig on and he also looked like the berries and creams guy. That's kind of how his hair looked. I didn't like him. Uh Uh-oh, guys. Well, I just want to point out that that means this show, this movie did not have enough diversity if James couldn't tell people apart. Not enough diversity, y'all. November 26th was our first episode. Dang. So Brody said, I got a ass so hot you can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner off from it. And he should have included and lap up some ice cream for dessert because ice cream melts. But also it's so hot that it'll kill any bacteria on it. And that's why you can eat off from it. You know, crack an egg. Ooh, steam it. Oh, what if my butt was so hot Nicole could steam up some eggs on it? But, uh, oh, that'd be gross. There'd be hair in it. What else do I have? A dude was being fed food on a wooden spoon. There's a lot of gross food stuff in here. I mean, for me, for normal people, it will be fine. But he, I like, mean, that's still not food safe. Like, please use a tasting spoon when you're tasting things, especially if you're putting the serving spoon back into or the, the wooden spoon back into the pot. Now, that's just coming from me from a cooking side. Use a tasting spoon, y'all. Unless, spoon. But if you're in a couple, that's fine. Tasting spoon. It's just two people. But he you can hear they wouldn't have foleyed this. This came into their mics. That wooden spoon just smashing on that dude's tooth. It was loud. Smack that tooth. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you're into that kink, smash a tooth with a wooden spoon. God, no. Ugh. Yeah, that. Ugh. that's making my tooth just like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. My skin just crawled so much. Ugh. Corwin, why would you make me say that? Corwin had this written because down for me to say. I want you to suffer. <laughs> you want to know my favorite? You know, there's like silver spoons, there's wooden spoons. My favorite kind of spoon is facing down. It wasn't even <laughs> funny the first time, James. <laughs> that was a joke from the movie. Miles Facebook stalks people. I mean, I understand going through someone's Facebook a little bit after you first meet and you're like, you know, in that sort of oh, just getting to know them. You just became Facebook friends. You've already gone on a date and you like them. Like going through old pictures and things like that. Like I get that. But the obsessively looking through their things, I don't. Yeah. I don't get that. That's some 
some things. There was an entire How I Met Your Mother episode about that. I'm not also kidding. like he said. There's nothing worse than going on a date and having nothing to talk about. Like the whole point of the date is to get to know each other. So ask each other questions yeah. and then follow up questions and then do that. Like literally, that is. So I've had people tell me that. Oh, Corwin, I heard you flirting with them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I was just asking them about their life. Like, yeah. that's all I was doing. So from that, we can infer that what flirting is, is talking to people and getting to know them in a way with the intention of liking them. Corwin, with that intent. So that's flirting. That's good flirting, y'all. Let's show people a, a first date no, type scenario. No, but no, no, nope, hold no, on. It's no, a first no, play no, date. No, it's a first play no, date. no, no. 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 I would say, hey, my name's James. Uh, it's great to finally meet you. We're on a play date. Uh, we're like, I don't know, seven years old. Because that's when play dates happen, baby. I'm also saying this. Th this is me saying all of this. This and is how I, I talked as a, a kid. And throw a toy block at you and run away. Oh. <laughs> and then I had anger issues back then, so I would also throw that toy block at a wall, and then my parents would make me go home and drag me by the ear. Drag you by the ear. And that's how you have a play date, guys. Play date, y'all. Hey, guys. Hashtag play date. Let us know how you ask questions during a real date, but use play date. I mean, really, like, I feel like for me, the point of a date or a first date is getting to know the person you're on a date with. So having nothing to talk about is a big sign that you're just not interested in each other or they're not interested in you. Because you always should be able to find something to talk about in your common interests. Or even if you don't have common interests, one of the things that I absolutely love, I've gone on quite a few dates, but one thing that I'm thinking of specifically, I went on a date with a guy that was getting his PhD in math. And he was talking to me about the specific math that he was going to school for. Algebra. Very... <laughs> <laughs> addition exactly no it was very like he was explaining to me the concept of the math and it's like something to do with planes and the space in between like it was it was crazy mind-boggling stuff and i just sat there and not glazed over but listened to him talk about it because he was so passionate about it and i'm like that is the one thing that i love and that's what i feel like makes a good date when i'm talking to somebody and i can hit on one of those passions that they have and the way they light up and talk about it, I'm like, yes, this is this is what I like. Give me, give me that. Give yeah. me all of that. Nicole and I's first date was watching the Chris Gethard show on public access. Now I have gone on a few first dates where we just go and grab food and go to the movie or just go to the movie. Like I've done those. I usually haven't had a second date from those. So dinner and coffee and Talking about your passion. Nicole and Good I have been date. on one long six-year date. It's coming up almost six years. Ooh. Oh, jeez. And guess what? I'm in love with her more than the day I met eyes with her. There's a weird way to put that, but yeah. Also, Corwin, I have this written down a, like a night or two ago. I had a dream that you found love. I have no <laughs> other information about it, but it was a dream. You were like... You came to me and you were like, James, I, I met someone and I think I'm in love. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> oh, one of the most heartbreaking dreams I've ever had is I was in college and I just had this very vivid dream of meeting some dude at like a, we were we were staying at like sort of a hostel place, I guess, in a church or whatever. That's spooky. And we there was some big adventure that we had or whatever but he asked me out and we like dated or whatever in the the dream and then i woke up and i was like it wasn't real how it you said big adventure all. it made it sound like we had one bigot venture and no. i was like what the f adventure you know like a a business coming from bigots a big we adventure killed all the bigots killed them all dead no, that, yeah, that's, that's honestly hilarious. What, that I had a dream that you <laughs> found love? Ah, uh, beautiful. I found love in James's dream. I was thinking about this while I was eating those brownies, but when you eat, you're baby birding food into your own mouth. Oh my God, shut up, James. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing you've ever said to me. This movie was paid by Big Cognac. There were posters about it he was constantly drinking it they just like big cognac 
No, I'm saying like like big tobacco or big oil, but I big know. cognac. I know. They they love the biggest of cognac. <laughs> <laughs> the double date, I already mentioned it before. It was very similar to Fourth Man Out and that they had the two friends and then they just kind of had their own conversation after the other two people started having conversation. And then they just left the date. That said, happened. I'm going to get out of there. And the, what Brody was wearing, I think it was Brody, was the same shirt from, if you watch Jake and Amir, guys, the episode new shirt, the shirt that Jake is wearing, and then I believe Amir is also wearing it, and I think Pat Castles you, ends up wearing it. You just watched that, right? Like, that was something that you watched, like, today? What? The shirt thing? Oh, no, no. That's one I've seen hundreds of, like, oh, okay. many, many times. I was, uh, you started talking about that with Nicole, and I was so confused. I was like, why do you know what shirt that is? No, it's the... Why? That, why? The episode is focused around that shirt, and it was one of the best episodes. Brody gets upset that Miles goes MIA. Also, kind of shitty of Miles to go MIA. Also, like, Brody didn't explain that he... Well, he did explain he went on Grinder and all that to go hook up with this guy Stone, but it turned out to be Hunter, who wasn't even really named Hunter. Steve. It was Steve who Miles thought he was dating. But Miles just kind of blames his friend for that. And that's being a shitty friend, Miles. Let's point that out. He's being a shitty friend. Brody was just trying to be good to him and tell him what happened. And Miles is like, you ruined my relationship. And Brody's like, I did no such thing. He yeah. was a creep. I didn't know this person was that person. He is the one who said, let's hook up. And we also didn't even sleep together. We yeah. started to sleep together and then it didn't happen because I was like, oh shit, you're him. How dare you? But also, Miles, you've been dating him for two weeks and you haven't sent your best friend a picture of him? What the yeah. fuck? I'm like, uh, oh, anytime so, I like talk to people, I send my best friend a picture. I'm like, hey, what do you think? So there were a lot of things in this. They they have been friends for over 10 years. Best friends. And they had never gone on a double date together. He because had never Brody doesn't like threesomes. <laughs> but it would be a foursome. Yeah. But I it's mean, just it's just without the other date person. And then also the things that Miles is doing after 10 years of constantly the same exact thing is happening on dates like change you are clearly the issue here if it falls in the same less than two weeks or all the dates are leaving you are doing something wrong and you need to change he's talking about love and a whole future on the first date and it's like that's not first date material bro yeah guys watch a episode of the chris gethard show where they find out someone from the gim ghoul castle in north carolina uh, hacked into their email address and they're trying to find a mole and you have to explain to Nicole everything that's going on because you thought this episode was going to be them getting dizzy and taking phone calls. What? That's the Chris Gethard show. Anyway, my last note was mouth shots because I was like, what the fuck is a mouth shot? And then immediately I saw what a mouth shot was. So that was great. Yeah. Which it was a very conventionally attractive person man man putting a shot in his mouth and then using his mouth to deliver the shot to the patron unsanitary y'all i wouldn't mind if nicole did that to me but i'd want it to be like chocolate milk because i don't drink that's weird i also then said to carwin that i do that i butt chug like that because my mouth is straight edge but my butt isn't that's how i that's how i do my ecstasy that's how i do my you ever seen like a lady smoke a cigarette with her vagina? Well, you can do that with your butt too with marijuana. Uh, I chain smoke with uh, my butt. <laughs> you know I can turn you down, I right? I'm going to keep screaming to try to save the listeners. Oh, let me see. I think Oh, the pepper spray kink. Oh yeah. The fancy girl, she also she also apparently likes getting sprayed with pepper spray. That's what I'm going to assume happens yes. because they're like, we need more pepper spray. And then she's always talking about his nightstick. Yeah. Not his dick, but the actual nightstick. She wants to be hit with it. Or have it as a dildo thing. I'm hoping it's a dildo thing because then she it's just... She likes to get hit with it. She likes the pepper spray. That's police brutality and I don't want that. How do you know she's not hitting him with it? Oh, I guess... Ooh, then she's a... Uh, Assaulting an officer. Ooh. <laughs> Sexy. Those were all the notes that I had. I have one about more. About the movie. 
So there are several times, uh, and speaking of several times, that they bring up whenever they talk about like coming or having an orgasm. It's always, oh, you came a few times tonight. It's never, they always want to put an emphasis on you had multiple orgasms. That's how it be, James. That's how it be. Hey, guys, if you can't have multiple orgasms, it's fine. It's nothing against you. You just know how to keep it inside. Yeah. I take it back. That's the worst thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Guys, you have to edge. If you've never done it, it's this new fad going around. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, it, I never want James to talk about sex things in my <laughs> presence in ever, <laughs> ever in my life. Because I'm always like, I'm never serious about it. It's I, still weird to me. Because I don't like, I don't like talking about my actual sex life. It's weird to me. Yeah, because it's also, it's weird to me to talk about my sex life. Yes. Because I've had like four sexual partners, so it's easy to narrow down uh, because then it oh, seems geez. like I'm Stop talking, talking about, about them. It. Stop talking I about know. it, James. Oh, God. I don't want to air out their laundry. Uh, it's just reminding me of the episode with TC and the... The Violator? God. Uh, or the episode with Rachel and the Rachel Violator. And the Violator. Oh, my God. Corwin, uh, uh, be open about sex things. That's fine. Are we finishing up? We are finishing up. We had a nice, decent, long-length episode. Yeah. I apologize for last week having to leave. Hey, but the fans got what they really wanted. I, I also talking. apologize for <laughs> leaving you with James alone so, for 15 or so minutes. So this I, is what happened. I apologize for that. Corwin said, oh, we need to finish up. I said, okay, awesome. We've been recording for at least 45, 50 minutes. We stand up after I hit stop, and I see it's only 30. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a really short episode. So he's about to leave, and I said, hey. Literally running out the door. Would it be fine if I put in an additional 15 just to kind of beef up the episode a little? And he said, oh, absolutely. It might be weird. You'll need to do something to let people know that there's more going. And that's what I did, guys. I didn't think he was actually going to do it. Oh. But I was like, that's fine, James. Just don't be weird. Oh, it's insanely weird. But that was because I was running to rehearsal. And I got to rehearsal right on time. Yes. Like, literally ran. I had to run, actually, to rehearsal, which sucked because I got there and there were people there to watch. And then I walked in and I was like... <sighs> Get a scooter, dude. Um. Well, I don't have one of those. Uh, that's why I said get one. Don't want one, James. They're great. Uh, no, F Corey King, he uh, was using a scooter because we had to go to Mariano's to pick up some pizzas. I got and my first black eye on a scooter. Oh, what? Yeah. I was riding and I hit a rock and like my scooter was old, I guess. I don't know. The handlebar went sideways Ugh. and I fell and hit it like right on the corner right on the corner of my eye and I had a black eye for like a week. See, with the Razor Scooter 5A, they got those huge ass wheels. You don't need to worry about that. Well, I still probably won't get a scooter because I hate those things in the city. Corey got not even a full block and he screamed up and he said, James, these things fucking rip. I gotta get one. What I would love is a Segway. Those things are fucking great. Oh, those scare me. Those are so fun. I've been on two Segway tours and geez, I enjoy the hell out of those. But Corwin, hey guys. Do you enjoy CBD products? Are you thinking of, hey, I have a super stressful job. What can help me out? Well, try to do what helped James here out when we had a super stressful job together. Try a CBD product. It might be good. And if you do try one and you're trying to figure out, hey, where should I buy these? Well, go to the description of this podcast. You will see a link to trythecbd.com. It'll say click here. Click that link. That's our affiliate link. And anything you purchase on there, we will see a commission fee from it. Whoa, commission fees so we can get things like a rug or, you know, uh, I mean, we got donations for the AC. But yeah. if we ever need anything like that, commission fees. Whoa. Yeah, we're, I, I do need a new computer eventually, but it's, you That's know. That's expensive. Yeah. Commission and fees. A new mixer sometime. Lots of things. Lots of things for the studio. Also, so eventually help me help pay rent, out. which pay is also rent. the studio. Studio. Rent. Yeah. Please do that. Yeah, guys. Also, for promos, come see my show. Yeah. We've got a few weekends left as of this recording. Hopefully, we'll hear from... I'll try to see if I can get any cast mates on 
the podcast yes. so you guys can hear from that. James and I will discuss that later. But yes, come see us. We're at the Edge Theater. It's on Broadway and Catalpa in Chicago. We play from Thursdays through Sundays. Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, we have a 7.30 performance. Saturday, Sunday, we have a 2 o'clock performance. And uh, yeah, we're playing till August 4th. So come see us. The info is all in the description. It's with my theater company that I have mentioned many, many times. Saltbucks Theater Collective, who you've heard from the founder on this podcast as well. He was on the Pride episode, Brian Fruits. So he's the one directing this. There's also in it Jason Narvey, who was in Power Rangers. So, you know, cool things. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I get to act on stage with someone that was in Power Rangers. That's so bizarre and surreal, and I love it. So come see us. Also, follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Corwinning. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at This Movie's Gay. Please support us. Thank you. Yeah. And hey, guys, you want to hear me talk more with other people throughout the week? Well, you can find my podcast Monday through Thursday at MLMPod.com. On Mondays, ooh, you're already listening to us. This movie's gay. On Tuesdays, what the hell mouth? Wednesdays, a D&D podcast called Hit It and Crit It. And on Thursdays with my betrothed, Nicole, we talk about mostly speaking Sentai. That's the I've name. I've been on that a couple times. Yeah. Ooh. Demon with the Corwin kick and our hashtag. Road to G-Fest. Yeah. Road to G-Fest episode three, hashtag yogurt mouth. Yogurt mouth. Yogurt. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. Gogurt mouth. Gogurt mouth. You've got to buy a box. Yeah. People uh, tweeted enough for me to do that video. I don't remember what the video was. Oh, so. it's just me quickly like pulling Gogurt <laughs> and it just tra- flies on my face. I always freeze those, so I would love to see you squeeze a frozen gogurt onto do your both. face. It won't work. Uh, no, uh, but try it, it. No, it'll just hit it'll and square hit in the you. eye, and then <laughs> actually, I shouldn't do that because I don't have health insurance. Something just might go squeeze wrong. Squeeze it into your mouth, but then you might choke on it, and you gotta like, <laughs> you gotta hurry and like heat it up in your mouth so that it turns liquid, <laughs> like that SpongeBob episode. <laughs> Uh, or when I just let things go right, I just open my throat and let it go down. Hey guys, but if you'd like to (laughs) donate to us, I'm keeping that silence in. If you'd like to donate to, if you're like, Hey, I don't want to buy CBD products, go to MLMPod.com forward slash donate. Any donation will give you a shout out multiple times on the podcast and listen to my rap music, Marsh Land Monster. You can download all my CDs for free at MLMPod.com. Bye. Bye. I bet short one, guys. Corwin's got to go. He's He has a knife to my throat right now. Somehow he's still on mic. No, we're sharing a mic right now. Oh, no, Corwin, don't hurt me. Oh, hammer, don't hurt him. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. I'm wearing nothing right now, James. Yes, I got that in the recording. I know, I saw it turn red, James. I am glad that's there. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today.